than his words. Are we recording yet? We are recording. Okay. But we're not recording the pot. Damn. But I mean, we could put this in there if you want. Man, because I feel like, well, this part right here we can cut out, obviously. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I feel like, I'm like, man, if we've been going for a minute and this is good material. Yeah, well. <laughs> But sometimes, man, you know, you know, you you know when the person is bad for you, and you know when they're not. Uh, and he was just one of those people that just clouded my judgment because I was another, you know, poor black kid who didn't have his father growing up in and out of his life or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I glorified him. So whenever he spoke, I listened because I thought that's what you were supposed to do. But he was extremely contradicting. Um, <clears throat> when you when you finally see. A person for who they are, you know that you have to step away from them because they're not good for you. Because all the things that I wanted to do, I ignore them because of him. Yeah. You know, the military, uh, moving to Vegas, almost ended up married. All these things I didn't do because of him. And all those things spelled out success for me. And I ignored them because of him. Which he had nothing going on for him at the time. So it's like. And just I'm, giving shitty advice. I'm listening to a person who's doing nothing with themselves at all. Nothing profitable. He's not making any revolutionary steps since he's been out. Like it's been the same old, same old. He married three times. And <laughs> it's, he, you know, maybe recently he've, he's come up on something, but I'm really not into what he does. I don't care. People are like, yo, well, how do you get that nice truck? I don't know. I don't give a shit. He still ain't paying my mom child support. Fuck, dude. Right. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> uh, so I, I just can't be involved with that. I, I'm not 100% sure or not if my brother is still talking to him or not, but he definitely distanced himself from him a lot. And so has my sister. None of us really fuck with dude because. He just not a role model to have in your life because he's great for some and worse for many. Yeah. You know, he's just one of those people, man, just a negative person. Well, my whole thing was with my dad, it was kind of the flip side because he actually does have success in a lot of stuff. But I don't know, it's, it's certain things you just kind of have to have a feel for. And like yeah. we was talking about with that cultural barrier that's not a thing that happens in an islamic culture like they just go all in like he's not trying to feel his way into it like from the first moment i laid eyes on this dude he went 100 percent dad mode damn and like trying no, to no 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 bruh. no 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 <laughs> <laughs> and this fool tried to put 27 years uh, of fathering into a couple weeks so and then like sometimes even trying to like treat you like a child i'm like first of all when i was out there i think uh, at that time i was probably 26 or something somewhere around that ballpark because it's, it's been a couple years now since i visited but first of all i'm like i'm a grown man so yep. you're not about to tell me when and where i can't go of course i'm gonna respect your house because i'm staying at your household but right like he's trying to say like this is the way things are this is what you're supposed to do even down to religion fam like this nigga i'm gonna tell you that how he made the jump first he asked me what was my blood type my blood type was his blood type from there this nigga went left he just said, yeah, so you, you get you got your blood type is not your mom's, it's mine because you get everything from your father. You're supposed to get your blood type and your religion. And then like this thing just went left. So he was like, yeah, so you're not supposed to be Christian. You're supposed to follow my faith. I'm like, well, 
See, you already getting on your preaching foot. You ain't even asked me what I was. <laughs> you don't know that I'm not already that. Because first of all, I'm not none of that. I'm not Christian. You're assuming I'm Christian. You assume I took my mother's religion. No, I, oh, I'm not gosh. Christian. <laughs> so I said, but I've, I'm not Islamic either. And I like I'm curious to learn more about the faith. But as far as making it my own, I have no interest in that. Right. So surprisingly, he took that better than I thought. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know i think he just chalked it up to being americanized or something yep definitely but, for sure he put you in that box yeah but that was um yeah that was interesting i was staying in a in a bedroom with my little brother who was like 12 or 13 at the time oh god i'm like bro you no. have a whole empty bedroom Mm-mm. that you just use for praying you can't Mm-mm. put me a bed in a prayer no. room nope he ain't going Bruh, and when I tell you this 12, 13-year-old, I love him to death, but hype. This nigga was hype. Oh, yeah. I remember being 12. Bruh, he had his little Xbox 360. At this time, they are, I think the latest one to have dropped was the 1S. So oh, man. <laughs> he had this old 360 with the old games trying to get me to play with him all the time. And, you know, they, they love soccer. So all he wanted to play was football, all the games. So... Yeah, it was it was an experience, and then he, um, my dad was pretty much the only person that's fluent in English besides the uncle that I just talked to. But yeah, my little brother only knew like bits and pieces, so it's hard to communicate. Yeah, that could be rough. They don't know boundaries. Like they would make you get like even when you're sleeping, they like would just bring you stuff at six in the morning. Like every morning, his wife will come in with like a cup of Arabic coffee and like some sort of sweet on the side, whether it be like a little piece of candy or something yeah. like to wake you up in the morning. And I'm like, you know, I appreciate it, but I, like, I don't know how many times I, I, I don't get up at six. Like, <laughs> I at least sleep to like eight, nine. I know y'all want to take advantage of the day. And she's like, well, we got breakfast out. I'm like, you know, I, I, like if you want to put it in the fridge, I can come get it when exactly. I'm ready. Exactly. And like, oh, we all sit down together. I, I understand that, and I'm trying to learn the culture. <laughs> I'm not getting up at six, though, so you're gonna have to set that aside for me. Oh yeah, I'm like, you know, we could do that for later in the day. Like it, it, everything was just so. And I'm a person that likes when things are scheduled. I like when things have order, but it was too ordered even for me. I'm like, come on, it was like every day you getting up at six, you doing this, then you take your shower, we have breakfast. Then you get up and go do something, whether that's an activity or something. Then you guys want to get back together, and we all sit down as a family for lunch. And then you go do something else. Then we uh, either go to family's house or family come here, and we have like a dinner with five families every day. I'm like, I love my family, but y'all niggas spend this much time together? So how much of uh, this first part you want in the podcast? Because <laughs> uh, you've been going it, in for about seven minutes. <laughs> you can put as much in there as you want. <laughs> so, I don't know if we should cut some of it or or maybe so, we should uh, move topics now. Hey, hey, we didn't uh, even introduce the pod. Everybody, thank you for the, uh, tuning in. <laughs> to boys, to bra. I'm your host, DJ Automator, here with my co-host, Salaikum Salam, my brother. Salaikum Salam. I think I have a new rap name. <laughs> we 
with Julius. Tell the folks how you doing, man. Hey, I'm doing pretty good. Well, as you can see from the uh, the intro tag, we might be doing a little bit of personal talk about ourselves today. You, know, you might uh, get to know us a little bit better. Your uh, host and co-host. Yeah, yes, sir, yes, sir. So, uh, yeah, we got a we got a great pod for you guys today. We got some great topics here. We're probably gonna deviate from uh, the father talk. We're probably talking guys for like a week straight about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, we hope y'all been well out there, man, and you know, steady washing your hands, trying to keep your hands from your face. Yes, outside is opening back up, man. <laughs> Forty plus states, but uh, partial reopens. I Not need, Illinois, though. Not I, us. Yeah, June first. June first. Um, I need y'all to understand Possibly. that. You know, as these places open up, it's even more time to take more precaution because there's going to be more people integrated with each other. Wow. Yes, some of the numbers are inflated and. Most people are not dying from the coronavirus. Uh, it's 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 definitely, you know, I don't know how to explain this more than anything. It's just like, man, look, just fucking stay the fuck away from people as long as possible. First of all, just be human, because I've seen people quoting things saying, you know, whatever the mortality rate is less than X percent. Uh, under 61 or whatever the case may be when people are quoting statistics so first of all there still are a lot of older people out there a lot of people's grandparents and whatnot and nobody is immune from this first off just because it may be lower from people and even if we are talking something like two or three percent under 61 out of millions of people do you know how many people that is that's still nothing to scoff at for one and for two there anybody who's susceptible it just comes down to your immune system so whether it's you know children are susceptible older people are more susceptible but that doesn't mean there have been many deaths the nurses and other people of all ages so just even if you feel like you want to go out and just do things how you do because it's your body and you have control over your body, just know you can be a carrier without symptoms and you can affect other people. Just You may act this way and hurt somebody else's grandparent. Very true. Just thinking of it like this, man. If you, if you ever had the claps, you know, chlamydia, <laughs> let me tell you. The clap. Unlike chlamydia, usually when you show symptoms of the corona. Just imagine have chlamydia, that stinging pee sensation for the rest of your life, and then possibly dying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what the coronavirus is like. Yeah, I know it's not facts, but believe it. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> coronavirus, the tough chlamydia. <laughs> uh, so let's get right into it, man. Fuck it, why not? Look, I want to talk about these fucking... Uh, <laughs> I might as well just call them, I had a proper name for this, but I might as well just call them dead-end jobs, okay? And what I mean by dead-end jobs is, like, uh, jobs you can't, you only can move up uh, maybe one or two positions, and that's it. So, that's so basically, it's a job, not a career. It's not a career. So, the proper name I had for it is degreeless jobs. So, jobs you do not have to have uh like anything higher than a high school diploma. So you the don't factory have to have, comes to mind. Yeah. So you don't and most of the time you can still get a job without a high school diploma. Oh yeah. Period. So the problem I have with this is most of these jobs require a fucking resume. a resume or experience for an entry level Uh, job that you cannot move up from so like for example say you 
uh, you you go into a degreeless job such as a Brinks driver. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, <clears throat> you only have to have a high school diploma. You don't have to have any college degrees. That's it. All right, clean driving record, maybe. You, you, yeah, that's it. You you don't get to move up to the office without a degree. Why am I putting in a resume to drive a vehicle? Like, if I am filling out all my experience on the fucking website of where I drove from, that I do have a CDL, or, you know, I went to school here and I have experience in security here, why am I submitting a resume for you to read in front of me as if there's going to be any other extra skills that you need to know about that I did not put down in the application <laughs> that is on fucking line. <laughs> like It's terrible. You're like, can you please explain that to me? Why these jobs require resumes? Cause most of the time when you actually put it in a resume, okay. Well, when it comes down to it, the simplest way to say it is they're assholes. Basically <laughs> <laughs> what they want to do. They want to get, the most experienced person they could find for the least amount of money. Like, it's just a terrible thing. They're just like, man, you know, we're hoping like they really hope that they get the cream of the crop for shit jobs. Like they're like oh, a dead end job, a dead end job. They're like, well, we, we need someone to be a dollar general stalker. And I want you to put in a resume as if, you need to have pre-experience to stock shelves. Like it, that's something that first of all, you don't even need to teach on the job. That's that should just be a life lesson that anyone at anywhere at any time should just know how to put something on a shelf. Like you can read the tag, see what goes there. Boom, boom, boom. Maybe boom. you got to teach them how to use a price gun. Why even waste my fucking time though? Okay. Like for example, I, I applied for this cable company called Bright House in Florida. Hmm. Uh, this was before it became Spectrum, which you guys probably know about, which is kind of like nationally known now, uh, mostly on the, the I want to say the uh, West Coast, but uh, <laughs> I made a resume, you know, to be a tech, right? You know, and they had my re- my resume in front of them, and they didn't pick it up not one time. All they did was <laughs> just laid it down there on the side. Yeah, they asked me everything that was on paper. So it's like, okay, wh- why did I give you my resume? Why did I make up a resume for a job that you're going to train me for fully anyway? You don't even really give a shit about my experience, except that I'm familiar with tech. Which I totally was, dude. They didn't give a shit about that resume, man. Dude, At all. not one bit. So, and that was another dead end job because most guys who go in as technicians do not move up to any corporate jobs. And let me make that a you know that uh, distinction here for people who don't understand what I mean by moving up. Because some people are like I do know guys who move up. Blah, 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 blah. No motherfucker. Yes, they become supervisors in the field. Mm-hmm. Yes. But they still remain in the field. They do not get a office job where they turn into six fucking figures by doing nothing. You're not going corporate. Yes, you're not going corporate. You think you're corporate because some years, you know, you know, oh, Steve made 90,000 or he or or Bill made 120,000 doing maintenance, blah, blah, blah. It's like, but that motherfucker is still putting in hours. He's still in the field, and that's what he's going to be doing for the rest of life, and he's not making 100 k every year. The last job I worked in that was logistics, they did like a award thing where for every 10 years that someone's been there, they give them a bonus and a recommendation. First of all, the bonus was crap. The bonus was like 
one or two hundred dollars for oh. every 10 years and then during your morning work meeting they'll have everyone stand up and give you an applause bro if i've been here for 10 years in a logistics job i want more than two hundred dollars and a fucking applause but long story short when i was there this was one guy's 30 year still first of all when you go from 10 to 20 20 to 30 it's not even increasing He's still 20 years later getting $200 and an applause. And mind you, I think he might have made it up to team lead, which is basically one level higher on the floor than what he was 30 years ago. That is fucked up. Listen, I went to go work. I can I can handle that. I would have lost my. Mind. I would have shot. And you the know, whole jobs d- like that. It's a lot of micromanagement. Yes, so there's a lot of positions on the way to, up. Yes, that's why I'm about to bring this uh, <laughs> example up. Like, which pisses me off because with these dead end jobs or whatever, and you have to uh, apply with a fucking resume for them to even consider you. I mean, I had a guy call me back from Brinks or whatever and said, "Hey, you didn't put your resume in." Well, obviously you're interested in me. Fuck, you want to hire me? You wouldn't even took the time out to call me if you didn't. Why are you asking me to put a fucking resume in? But anyway, <laughs> I, was, I straight up told him, like, man, you know what? Right now, freight is high. I'm just trying to do what I can for my country. I'm already a truck driver. Um, I, I don't even have the time to do a resume. That's why I straight up told him. I right. said, freight's so high, I probably have to apply again at the end of the year, man. I'm sorry. I just got to do what I can for my country right now. I made it seem like I was serving in the military. Man. He couldn't do nothing but respect it. He was like, well, thank you so much for your time, and I'll look forward to your resume at the end of the year. <laughs> Fuck, I'm not putting shit in. I'm not coming back not to you. shit. Hey, fam, first off, you got CDO job, uh, driver jobs, and non-CDO jobs. But anyway... And here's probably the, starting his shit. Here's the crazy part, right? So I worked at um, a juvenile facility in Florida. You do not have to submit a resume to get this job. You just need to fill out the application that's online, which mm-hmm. how most things should be. If you're putting all, it equates to a fucking resume because this was on your resume. It's your experience, what you're skilled at, if any uh, uh, certifications or colleges or universities you've been to. They all go there. Yes, uh, the resume has like maybe some recommendations for some people, or maybe you know a uh, uh, entry level line. What the fuck? But what besides that? Because you can see that I could type well, and I'm going for a job where I'm not going to be typing at all. What the fuck is the point? But anyway, at this job, you can go to school while you work there, mm-hmm. and they will pay up to I think like seventy percent reimbursement for into you know for tuition okay you can move up you can apply for all the positions you can even become the facility administrator which is the top guy of the whole facility with your uh you know completed college courses and whatnot and experience and stuff like that right but i didn't have to put in the resume Tell me, <laughs> please tell me why for this Brinks fucking driver job, I have to put in a fucking resume to drive a goddamn vehicle. Like, please explain to me how that's going to explain to you that I'm not a psycho. Because I know a lot of psychopaths who can make a great resume. I mean, yeah, just, yeah. It just don't make sense. You know, it just don't add up. Like, I could end up making, you know, a hundred and something thousand at a juvenile facility without putting in a resume. I can even work my way up to a position with no degree at all, which is not required for that position. 
it just helps. But f- to drive this fucking vehicle for twelve to fifteen dollars an hour, <laughs> I need to put in a resume. A resume. Yeah, even <sighs> even fast food joints want resumes. They can kiss my ass. One of the first jobs I ever applied for was at a Culver's when I was a kid. And they wanted a resume. Get out of here. Said, first of all, fucker, I'm 15. <laughs> so <laughs> what do you think I'm about to have on this piece of paper? I think. Well, you could put your uh, yep, your you school yeah, subjects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For what? Dude, you don't want to read that. You don't give a shit What about is the it. point of this dance that we do? It's a formality. Uh, That's that, what it that is. The corporate wants it on file to say that they had one. Yep, they want the formality or they want to get as much as they can for as little as they can. That's like I, I I filled out for one like when I first moved here to Chicago, I started out with uh just grabbing a quick job, a telemarketer job. Oh, uh, well, I don't know if you was not really much so much telemarketing, but it was, you know, I'm doing a customer service over the phone basically, and it was debt collection. Okay. So I'm like basically you could give any monkey a phone and read a script yeah. to say, "Hey, you have a debt from XYZ and you owe XYZ. Can we get a payment today? Like, that's the gist of yes. it. So, besides a few little red tapes of how you need to handle addressing people and who you can give information out to, it's all super simplistic. They wanted a resume. And then they want to go through every part of the resume. And I'm, you could tell they're so uninterested because for jobs <laughs> like that, you, they literally will get to the point that they're doing open interviews because it's a revolving door. Uh, so many people are quitting all the time. Yeah, that's, yeah. you know, you're not going to get the cream of the crop in here, but they hope that they, that's why they want these resumes. And they're like, just so they can say you're overqualified, they, they're like, oh my God, you did a, um, you did a study abroad, and when you were in Nicholson, you oh. went to college? Well, that, oh, okay. Right. And then want to ask you questions like they're not happy that they're trying to get so much more than they have to pay for. They're like, oh, well, what, why are you interested in something like this? This isn't even your field. Now, you got to come up with some dumb shit because nobody wants to hear the obvious question. Well, like, clearly, <laughs> I'm broke, bitch. I, I need to get a check. That's why I'm here. A I'm check. Broke, bitch. So you got to come up with some dumb shit. Oh, you know, I want to be a jack of all trades, or you know, I want to get some more work experience before I finish it. And you just say, the usual recited bullshit so but that's the society we live in bro <laughs> that overqualified shit hit home hard for me when you said that <laughs> man let me tell you because i didn't even work at it like any big places but the fact that i was in college at the time like an actual college student and then uh i think i might have uh I think I was still working at the gym at the time, coaching gymnastics, so I put that on there as well. And um, I, I filled out, you know, the experience or whatever on the, you know, this one you still had to fill out like actual paper forms Man. for jobs. <laughs> but yeah, I turned it into McDonald's and they said, you're overqualified. And I said, this is bullshit. I'm a college student. I need money. Man, that should so, make you happy that I'm overqualified. <laughs> I, I I was like, this is fucking bullshit. So McDonald's had a job fair uh, a few months later, and I was like, well, let me put some bullshit on here. I'm gonna put. Uh, I have no experience. I didn't say I was in college. I didn't put no job experience or nothing. I got a phone call that same day. Yeah, and I got hired the next day. Yeah, ain't that some shit? Mm-hmm. Cause see what it is, they want somebody that they can mold, who doesn't know a lot, and then if you're overqualified, 
they're looking for longevity. They say, okay, somebody he's not going to be here long. Yeah, yeah, they know just as well as you do. He's looking for something short term to put some money in his pocket before he moves on to his next best thing. Oh yeah, said I'm not going to waste all this timely training on the art of making French fries. Oh my god, investing so much into you. The crazy part is, not even a week later of me working they the manager started like mentoring me because he wanted me to like move up but he little did he know that one two weeks i was ready to quit yeah i turned in my uniform that third week (laughs) 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 i I shit you not he was like man we wanted to make you a manager that's why we were you know focusing on you too much and at the time minimum wage was still 625 i was up at 4 30 a.m to be at a job for four hours uh, yeah. You know what? I was like, yeah, no, nah, y'all can have it. I was like, no, nah, man. He's like, no, nah, man, you sure, man. We really like you. He was really trying his hardest to keep me to, stay, you know, get me to stay there. I'm like, sorry, buddy. Six twenty five ain't enough. And then on top of that, like just just the audacity for even to dangle positions like that in front of you, like that's the be all end all. Like first of all, in places like that, because I managed a Burger King for a while when I was in college. And for, as a manager, I still was barely scraping by. So yeah, and then you know, this is in college. There were grown people who were like 30s, 40s who were employees under me. Yeah. And I mean, it's just tough. So the employees, of course, in all the places, like you said, you make minimum wage. When I was managing in college, the minimum wage was like seven fifty. As a manager, I was only making 75 cents more or maybe a dollar. But it definitely was not more than a dollar over minimum ways to be in management and then over me there's the assistant manager and then you have the general manager of your store so even the general manager at that time was only making like ten dollars an yeah, hour they don't, yeah they don't make shit but like okay that, that brings up an interesting point that's kind of like relevant but not relevant it's uh, uh the managing position no, no, no matter what career you're at what store how much you make it you could be making ten million a year. I don't give a shit. Somebody brought up a point saying a manager position is not a career. It is not a not a consistent job that you should have forever. It should be a transitional job. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? I agree. Because as a manager, first of all, that's like middle management in in the sense of the word. Because as a manager, you're basically the top peon amongst peons. So, but you're still a peon. Is basically, what you're saying. Exactly, you're still a peon. Like there are still people at the, at the end of the day, you should shoot for something where either you're becoming a partner to where you have a vested interest in this job. That's where you really start be having a career. Whether you're getting up to those CEO positions or you're someone high up to where you get to make some sort of decisions as a manager. No, like you said, no matter how much money you're making the height of your responsibilities is delegation. You don't get to decide any of the responsibilities to give out in this top-down situation. You just, the person that they choose will be best to delegate it to the rest of the people like you. But some people have managed uh, people's whole careers for 30, 40 plus years who've been extremely successful. Wouldn't somebody argue that that is a career that it's not transitional? I mean... Well, I guess it, it 
matters in the industry as well because i'm when i'm i was thinking of the the topic but i was told in general no matter if you're in the what industry you're in completely at all any manager position no matter how because like i said the key point is don't matter how much money you're making the manager's position is a transitional period it should be true a transitional period. Well, I think why why you should think of it as a transitional period, even because I look at it a little different if you're talking about a manager at McDonald's or you're managing someone's music career. But at the end of the day, no matter what type of manager you are, you are very replaceable. So that's why that should be a transitional thing. Because first of all, anybody's replaceable, but some people are less replaceable than others. True. Like even if you get to the point to where you're a CEO, CFO, you're still replaceable right but you're not as replaceable as just any old manager in in the chain moving up okay yeah i was just curious about that i just wanted to know your topics on that because that was something that kind of like struck a nerve me that was i never i just never thought about it that way because i always thought like you know if you're fucking managing beyonce you're set for life like, granted, it Unless was her. she drops you. <laughs> Very true. Which, they but then have, you should. I mean, you have that work behind you where you're like, okay, now I can should be able to get more people. And right. Start but, from scratch. But then you go into managing again. So now, unofficially, it has become a career. But because yeah. but you're not transitioning at all. You're staying there. So it's I guess stagnant. I guess the honest question is: is if you pick a manager job. Should it be when you first start, you should just have a goal to uh, eventually become a owner of something eventually, some ownership or partnership in something? Is that basically what you're saying? Like, you yeah, should Basically, be- management should never be the be all end all of someone's aspirations. Like once you become a manager, like that is just always going to be something transitional because you can go into something different. Like the examples we gave earlier, you don't just want to stop at being a manager at mcdonald's you want to move up to where you can hopefully make it into corporate even though that's very unrealistic so maybe you need to look at something else or even if you're managing music careers you just don't want to stop in being someone's manager you want to create like your own management firm to where you can get other managers under you and start bringing in more talent through these other managers or you know so you have more time to fall back on to where you know maybe i as a manager i only have one or two clients if somebody drops me like I'm significantly less valuable. Like you want to always find ways to make yourself and your talent more valuable. Oh, okay. Well, well that definitely answers the question. hundred <laughs> percent. Oh, <laughs> your boy is home. Who? <laughs> Takashi six nine has returned to King of New York, nigga. Back to Chicago. Yo, that nigga is home, bro. He back in New York, yo, talking mad shit with these million dollar watches on and shit. Talking about, yo, don't worry about it. If he ain't got one of these watches on, he can't even talk to me. I'm the king of New York. That's how he said it. I'm king of New York. <laughs> <laughs> Man, uh, yeah, so back home. The snitch is back. What do you What do you think, man? That he gonna he gonna he gonna make it a flop. I think he gonna flop. What makes you say that? I'm so curious. This is oh, this is this is greasy. This is good. I'm ready. <laughs> Come on, bring it to I, me. I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't have a whole lot of insight into the but it's good. It's good. Situation. It's good. This just from your perspective. I like this. This is great. Tell well, me why he's gonna flop. Well, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you know off back. It's 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 a little bit um biased. Cause I didn't care for him too much okay. to begin with. So I don't know how he made it in the first place, but, um, 
he's trying to be a rapper. As a rapper, you have, to, even if you're like a fake rapper, like you don't do the things that you rap about or what you talk about, you had to try to keep some sort of credibility. After going to jail for being a, shit, a snitch, most other rappers that want to hold on to some sort of credibility. I can't see them really jumping to try to work with you. A lot of hype that you had around you before you went in has died down. So, you know, you're going to always have that niche, faithful fan base. The people who are always going to follow you, just happy that, you, that you're out. But there are some people who just were riding the wave. Now that the wave is gone, they're not really interested in you unless until you get back to your farm, your former glory. So, I mean, I'm sure he's been doing a lot of writing and he's ready to drop some stuff. So we're just going to have to wait and see how the people react to it. But as far as me, I'm not waiting on it. I think he is going to have the most craziest fucking comeback ever. Yeah. Here's why. Elaborate. <laughs> We live in a time of the streaming where yeah, we do. I watched a video clip of Beyonce calmly going off about how people are not really listening to the music anymore. And let's before I go any further, let's make sure I just want to go back to a point you said, you know, like the fake rap. People know you're not real. Even the real ones, like even the people who I know sold drugs for sure. I know for certain we're real gangster rappers. Mm hmm. No one cares that you actually did that. That's a point. They do not care. They what they to some people who are doing the same thing. It may matter to them because they live that life every day. But most people, but even them, even them. The main word here is, am I being entertained? Because that's what the fuck it is. It's entertainment. It's entertainment right. So with that being said, living in the times that we live in now where everything is about what did you wear today? What did you eat today? What phone are you using? What color are you dyeing your hair today? How many tattoos do you got? Do you got this many views on TikToks? How many followers do you have? Did you just have a kid? All these things play into your audience. They no longer listening to your music. They only stream it because they know your lifestyle. We live in a time. This is exactly what Beyonce said. And it's perfect because it's so true. Like most people listen to certain people because they just like that person's personality. And oh, Beyonce yeah. said it clearly. She said, that's none of your business what my kid's name is. But be she said, but that's what it is. And it makes perfect sense. Yeah, so where are we living? It's just like, you know, like I know you personally. So like I fuck with you. So like if we went somewhere and you was like, man, I ain't got a dollar today. You give me a dollar. I'm going to give you a fucking dollar because I know you. Right. You know, I know about you. But if I didn't know you and you asked me for a dollar, I'm sure as hell not going to give you a fucking dollar. Right. Not my so hard earned money. That's how the music industry is today. And because of how much clout he had going into jail and how much publicity he had. Yeah, the whole case is <laughs> super publicized. Like he's out of. I'm not, well, he's not out of the public eye. Clearly, he's still in the public eye, but he's out of the rap game, so to speak. But. He's never left the media, never left the news. I, I guess I didn't consider that point as far as he shouldn't have to work too hard to make a comeback because he, he's already doing it. So yeah. he's already went live on Instagram, which the numbers were through the roof. Oh. He's already got a new song out in video. I haven't seen it yet. I don't know if you I probably don't want to hear it right. We'll, we'll listen to it off air. I'm not going to do yeah. that to you guys. Please don't. But look, he's doing all the right steps of living in 2020 connecting with people telling your story getting ahead of the media 
by saying this is what it is. I'm sorry for this, but this is how it's going to be. Y'all know what it is. The fact that the amount of people who are curious enough to even just see what the fuck he's talking about is going to be enough enough for him to be successful. Yeah, it's going to make enough momentum. Now, rumor on the side was that someone or a company or whoever the fuck, they gave him $10 million when he got out. So that should tell you enough how much they already believe in this man. And if they didn't do it right when he got out, if you say how those numbers went through the roof when he went live, if they didn't do it before, I'm sure they did it then. <sighs> Bro, this man is about to be the... And the reason why I say he's about to be the craziest comeback is because, okay, for example... My daughter's growing up with an iPad. All she knows is the internet. She don't know real life. She got, I don't want to say it like that, but because she has friends. Just has less out. experience of the real world. Well, what I mean is like the you kids know, more 20 kids, years ago. Yeah, more kids are growing up connected through the world through what they see on the internet. Like such as how we, you know, not us, but like our parents used to see life through a newspaper. Oh, yeah. I kid you people. not. I was talking to my little cousin last night. Yeah, last night. And with everything with quarantine, I'm like, so what you been doing, man? You know, all the little bit of homework over the computer and whatnot. I'm like, well, you, you know, been going outside, getting out, getting some exercise. And he's like, outside? What? <laughs> no, I play games on my phone. Yeah. That's the dream right now. Don't <laughs> have to is... go outside at all. Fam, they have all the time in the world to just consume entertainment of people who they enjoy already. So mm-hmm. people. We would fight to get outside. Yeah. They're more connected with the ideal person of people now so they're mm-hmm. so connected of what a person can be they don't give a shit what really happens so all that shit that happened in court and who he snitched on these kids who are watching him don't give a fuck about the street code because that's their friend they won them the niggas who won never listened to him in the first place because they already knew that yeah. he won about that so these millions of followers that he have don't they're live, past that you're uh, right yeah they don't give a fuck about did you snitch on them? They were raised to tell. So they agree <laughs> with him. <laughs> so, you gotta, I mean, uh, it's crazy, you know, when you think about it, but it's true. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. So, you know, uh, uh, when people, you know, and I, that's why I say your perspective is, you know, because I already knew where you were going, but at the same time, I still wanted to hear it because, right. You know, people are. Because you already age. know I'm not one of those people that listen to him. So I'm. And I'm I do. Not one of those I do listen to matter. him. I do listen to him. But I, I've never. Like I said, when, when I listen to rappers, man, this is what people kill me about. Like, oh, you listen to him? Yes, bitch. It's good music. <laughs> and I'm not just saying him, but I'm saying, like, because I had a girl in Florida tell me, oh, you listen to Chris Brown? You must sit with your legs crossed. I was like, bitch. Uh-huh. <laughs> Lord. She's straight up. That's what I get every time for saying I like Janae Aiko. <laughs> so I, I, I felt that on another level. Oh, man. I about wanted to put my whole hand across her face. But Lord knows I don't do that. But I just like saying shit like that. But look, because of the type of person that Chris Brown used to be, people don't let him grow. Right. They don't let him be uh, who he's become. They you kinda, just stay in that box. But what bothers me about that is these same black people that's out here talking about some yummy, yummy, yummy. But that same motherfucker was sitting there talking about one less lonely nigga. <laughs> yes, Justin Bieber sung that. Yes, there'll be a world with one less lonely nigga. He was hollering as a nigga, but they still <sighs> listening to him. Yeah. So when they talk shit like that, I'm like, yo, bro, that's how you know it's all about if you like 
their I mean, music that's, or not. That's hypocrisy. That's a whole nother it conversation. Is, but at the same time, I'm just like I, I saw a bunch of people with Gucci on yesterday. So, but <laughs> I'm not gonna get into it. <laughs> please, please don't. <laughs> but that, that's 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 what I mean by like, yo, they're entertained. They enjoy the song. Is Yum Yum a bad song? I don't think it is. But I just get tired of Justin Bieber after a while. Like I'm. Only can listen to it for so long, and I'm like, eh, it uses about one or two plays. And that's it, and then I'm over them. <laughs> like I yeah. can't listen to them a lot. But at the end of the day, man, it's the artist entertaining, and Six Nine is entertaining every single way you could think about it. Yeah. Like, and I mean, even the being real part isn't so big to me. I mean, because at the end of the day, like what a uh, what a lot of people say now is like, oh, it doesn't matter. Even if they're not, you know, they they telling a real people story out here or, you know, something along those lines. What it is for me at the end of the day, if I could vibe to it, because I'm not going to act like I don't listen to any junk rappers like I've listened to all different sorts of stuff, like even that one that uh gucci gang song as much as i hate him gucci like, gang gucci gang gucci gang man, that shit got a vibe it, it bumped a little <laughs> bit so i'm not gonna say i you know i i listen to some junk rappers sometimes but at the end the most important thing is i got a vibe with it i, I guess i'm just different from most people that Were i'm not gonna listen to you because yep. i know you yep. oh yeah i was yeah. definitely entertained that's, that's, yeah, start and, making a little bit moji dance to it on I, snapchat i believe if most people realize that anything you record just like this podcast is being recorded Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're trying to entertain people. There's some people who, go, who are going to find this entertaining, and there's a shit ton of people who won't. Yeah. And honestly, that just means that wasn't for you. It's like, I don't like coconut. There's a lot of people who like oh, coconut. It's fine. I hate coconut. Yo, who gives a fuck where it was grown at? I don't give a shit where it was grown at. Yo, when I eat that coconut, is it good? No, it's not good to me. And there's some people who think coconut is a great, the greatest fucking thing on the planet. So at the end of the day, People have to remember that it's entertainment and stop, stop. This is where I agree with Beyonce is stop judging something that you're listening to. That's supposed to be harmonics based off because you like the person, because right. a lot of times we dismiss people because we like them, just like how many people love R. Kelly or let people get away with certain stuff. Yeah, and they let like him them. get away with stuff. That's a whole ideology. <laughs> and that's a whole nother conversation as a matter of You know, fact. but it's it's but that's that's the basis of it. It's like, yo, we I mean, he is extremely talented. No doubt about that. You don't have to know shit about that man. Period. You hear some I mean, when you think about it, it happens in so many different aspects. People will vote for somebody who's completely against all of their interest because they like them. I heard people say, oh, I'll shit. vote for Pete Buttigieg because, oh, because he, you know, he looks like such a nice guy. Or yeah. that, like people yeah. will stay in abusive relationships because you the know the person likes, yes. is used to Or the family there. likes them. Exactly. Or you know, they get so much attention by being with them. Like It's a lot of reasons why people like certain things they shouldn't. But when but it comes so down charismatic. to this entertainment thing, man, at the end of the day, I just believe that it should be based off merit. Did you enjoy the harmonics of the person? Did you enjoy the lyrical genius that some of these rappers have or not some of the because sometimes it could be simple lyrics that still makes them a genius because yeah. of the fact that 21 savage has come out with a song called a lot how many niggas you didn't kill a lot like that shit's <laughs> stupid but i be but bumping that shit <laughs> exactly <laughs> my jam but you know and that's a, that's in a genius in its own way so at the end of the day 
if you were entertained by something, man, enjoy it, man. Don't sit there and worry about, you know, who it was paid for by. Because if you found out that the person who invented the light sh- switch was a rapist, are you going to stop cutting on the light? <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a dark world. Because I was told as a young, young, young boy growing up that ideas don't belong to you. They don't. Because yeah, they belong to the society at large. So you, when you create something, you're creating something to better everyone else or, you know, in whatever way that is. So, like I said, the light switch was a great invention, period. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, because when you that's 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 one of the and that's this is a whole nother topic. So I'm not going to take a deep dive. But when it comes down to an art form and which not really in a sense it's a whole nother topic but kind of relates to what we're talking about because we're talking about music and artists and you liking that person so whether we're talking about the light switch or whether we're talking about the r kelly scandal or whatever an art form is separated (laughs) man (laughs) it's separated from the person that created that art form now you can have a discussion about by supporting the art form, are you supporting that person? And, you know, because of this person's ideals, you don't want to support them. But at the end of the day, if you're consuming any form of art, whether, like we said, that's music, it's a painting, it's an invention, the art is separate from the person. This thing is supposed to be there to help better humanity. Like, or it's something that's just beautiful for you to just understand that or for it to mean its own thing to you. That's how you should consume that product. It should be separate from the person. And that's just my opinion. It should, but it's not because people automatically look at the person and they say, well, this person did this so they won't get another dime from me. Not realizing that Mm. that man is not only, and I'm not, trust me, folks, I am not defending R. Kelly here. I'm just saying any artist in general, you know, because like, for example, like Takashi69, people like, well, he snitched. He didn't fucking kill nobody. He didn't sell crack to your community. He did not come to your neighborhood and shoot your whole block up. But you're out here wearing a fucking t-shirt saying, free my dog. No. This man has a whole team behind him. And I'm not defending him either. I'm just saying just any artist in general, she it's or a lot he, more people that go into yes, making and this they art. are feeding their families based off this man. They they not trying to sit here and worry about if he actually did it or not, because that was never their job. Their job was to make him popular or get his uh, song to the billboards or, you know, how many views did he get to YouTube for stream income? And, you know, these people get a percentage of what he makes. So now you're taking money out of family's mouths for a song that you enjoyed at first already. You are, you like the music before you found out anything. So now you don't want to support, you know, the brand anymore because of what he did outside of the brand. Which is fucking crazy to me. Like, fam, it's what I can see if like they came up with something like, all right, and I'm not saying that this should be okay, but I'm just saying I would be somewhat okay with it. Like, if let's say tomorrow Chris Brown goes and shoots up a thousand people because he felt like it. <laughs> Look, there ain't much you could say to say, oh well, if he creates another song. We should listen to it. No. Right. Everything in the past before that moment should still be supported because people were eating off that residual income. But anything after that, I wouldn't even let them make another song. 
Right, because then at that point, who's working with him? And it's like, man, you willing to put all this other stuff to the side to create this? But it's it's still a nuanced conversation because even with something as heinous as that, it still comes down to if you didn't know all that or maybe somebody working with him didn't know all that. And then before you find out all this, you get the end product. And the end product is great. Or even if it wasn't something like music, if it was something like you said, the light switch, you find out the man who made the light switch was a mass murderer. But this light switch is like he took so much away from mankind, took out so many lives, but then at the same time presented something through his intelligence that helped so many more lives. So it then comes down to an idealism of utilitarianism, which is what is better for the whole, or are you willing to kind of set something aside to look at the bigger picture? And when you think about it in that sense, it's it gets kind of tough. It's not so black as white, black and white as one might think. It's definitely this world people think is black and white when it's a lot of moral it's, gray it's, area. It's definitely a case by case scenario. But I have no hate against people who still bump R. Kelly or still listen to you know Takashi Six Nine, which is nowhere near as bad as the crime. It's not even really a real crime, honestly, to what R. Kelly did. But. Yo, if you choose to listen to certain people, man, that is your prerogative because it's your life and no one can tell you what to do with it. You man, just you shouldn't gotta, feel bad about just no, appreciating art. No, it's art. just that I only feel bad about certain songs that I listen to because when you found out what happened, then you're like, okay, now that song lyric make a lot of more sense. I can't listen to this anymore. Because <laughs> yeah. you're like, man, this man really is sick. He needs help. <laughs> like, but damn. then it comes to the idea from there, you're like, well, do people deserve forgiveness? And then that comes down to you as a person. If you believe in forgiveness and does this person like, you know, I don't support what they do. But that goes back to the conversation of, you know, people, people don't allow people to grow. They just believe that, you know, once you're labeled mm-hmm. something, that is it for life. That's why they always tell right. you, you try that to you keep can't your, change. And you can't yeah, they help. try to. That's why they make sex offenders register mm-hmm. in the neighborhood and walk up to everybody's door and tell them this. And I'm like, yeah, and, but then those same people believe in the prison industrial complex like the whole idea behind a prison is not to hold someone forever until they die the idea is to send someone there so they can learn a lesson become reformed and then be reintroduced into society to be a more productive person than they were before right but people we all know people don't they just automatically say i'm like yeah and then most of the time they're right because when you go to a place such as a prison, you usually get 10 times worse than what you were before you went in. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it sucks. That, but, that's what ends up happening, but that's yeah, not the way it should be. That's not the way it should be. You're right. 100%. And I believe. And that's also because they're not structured to do what they were envisioned to do. Just well, to, and, it, and, and prisons aren't structured to reform. They're structured nah, for cheap labor to make people do jobs for 10 cents true, an hour. Very true. Yeah. Yeah, not all jails could be like Switzerland, but yeah. <laughs> be nice, be a nice. Not I mean, the them motherfuckers got nice offices and desktops. And Nobody stuff, gets right? shot. Like, yeah, yeah, it's nice out there. You, you you definitely go in there and you come out a better man for sure. <laughs> for sure, man. I mean, I mean, we're kind of hitting the point now, man. What else did you want to bring to the people today? 
Well, uh, I think we should just cover one last topic before we finish up. I think uh, kind of gets in touch with what we were talking about as far as uh, Takashi being home. Just want to talk about home some more. Like, when do you think is since he's coming home? Man, I was dreading this. <laughs> dreading it. Uh, so, but it's a good one though. All right, so let's just start off with you know. Um, you sure you don't want to talk about account- accountability and relationships? Let's <laughs> talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I well, mean, I talking about accountability here, I know this is a little bit off topic here, but look. Both of them are. Look, look, look. Now, this subjects. is way off topic. Let me tell you about it was accountability. Look, this is what we're talking about here. Look, mm-hmm. I have to reach a certain amount of goal on my Apple Watch every day, right? <laughs> For numbers. Okay. So <laughs> I was short a few numbers here, whatever, right? So. I'm thinking like How can I You know I can't just go for a brisk walk For 10-20 minutes You know What the fuck am I gonna do so, A quick little masturbation bud Watch my thing Watch Complete an exercise I guess what they say About the sex is true So <laughs> It definitely helped me Burn some calories there Or whatever So A little bit of masturbation Got those 100 points in It was great uh, I still didn't win The competition that I was in That week But it definitely helped uh anyway yeah, picked up a little bit so uh i guess uh the leaving home thing man i guess we can touch maybe two or two or three of them real quick um but i mean it's something we don't have to do a deep dive on you know we can expound upon it in, in well, later episodes I guess but my I, big question is what is the right time to leave home i honestly believe here in 2020 you should leave home when you have at least a year of rent or mortgage to be able to be paid without affecting anything else in your daily life. At least to have a good savings. So I believe that, you know, and, and that's really not that hard to save. Honestly, it's, it sounds crazy to a lot of you. I know, but believe it or not, nine out of 10 times, Ten to eleven thousand will take care of your rent or even your mortgage in some places for one year. Believe yeah, it or not, yeah, including your smaller bills. It should, yeah. So, <laughs> or at least close to it, because that's usually like the hardest part of staying on your feet. Is most of the time when you get a job, you you want stuff and you you leave the home unprepared, and you you get a decent job. You make a seven hundred a week. You get an apartment that's eight fifty a month. But you got to have internet. You got to get to your job. Your job's not close. You're dating still. You want to have company. You don't have any furniture. You don't have nothing. You're trying to be on your own, being a grown man, because that's what society tells you, you know, um, which is crazy because being a woman, it's okay to stay at home till you're fucking 35. (laughs) (laughs) Even if you never marry, you still stay home forever. There's no pressure on the female end most of the time, nine out of ten times in most homes. So as the man, you go out, you get this apartment. Um, and all of a sudden, you know, um, you blow a tire and you, you tear your whole front uh, dash off, your whole front bumper off by blowing this tire. Mm-hmm. So now you have to replace this bumper and the tire with your job. Uh, you know, it's at the end of the it's at the end of the month. You know, rent's due next next week. You stay in an apartment complex where you can't really miss payments. Mm-hmm. So you still got bills due. And then you're thinking you're slick, but you don't you don't check your account because you don't have any form in your life or any organization that you practice at home because you stay with moms, you have no habits yet that you practice. So now 
you go out and buy that hundred dollar gym shoes that you were looking at um, and then you fix your car. So you spend eight hundred dollars and you don't realize that your hours were short next week because they don't have enough product moving in where you work at. Mm -hmm. So you only get a five hundred dollar paycheck next week and your rents due, and they're telling you we need it all. Yep. <laughs> and so now you're stuck in a dilemma here where your other bills are still going, depending on what you have. And most people definitely not cutting the Internet off. <laughs> That's not going off. That's the last to go. And you definitely not finna sit here and have your girlfriend come over. There's no Internet or lights on. So you're going to make sure that shit's on. So your girlfriend's come over, put her front on. Now you're behind a month in rent because your landlord let you slide by saying, like, I understand you're young. And then some other shit breaks in your car. And now you fix that. And now your landlord is like, well, we're going to have to move you out if you can't pay yeah, all of it see that eviction in notice. two months. So the third month comes and you don't have the money because hours has been short now. And you still are making payments to get your car fixed if you got it fixed properly. Because you can't ride around without a bumper in certain states at all. Yeah. I know a lot of states and you definitely have to have a front license place on some states. So you definitely have to have your bumper. So these are just like real basic common things that, you know, leaving home is definitely not the right time. But the pressure comes from being a man saying, oh, if you ain't got your own apartment, you ain't shit. Like, that's always the first thing a girl thinks is you live with your parents. Oh, he live with his mom. You ain't shit. Mm -hmm. so I can't talk to him He still stay at home with his mom Versus looking at him trying to figure out What's his game plan You know he Won't move out but You know he's got money all the time But that whole idea I think that I don't know if I want to say It's a cultural thing because I feel like It exists amongst all cultures But I feel like you see it well, in my anecdotal experience, anyway, I feel like you see it more in some cultures than you do with others, even though it is in all cultures. And it just has to do with personality as well, because there are some people that have a certain type of personality that will see things that way. Because just depending on when you're going on the person by person case basis, there are going to be people that have different priorities. So depending upon their priorities, they see things differently. So, like you said, you might have that person who's willing to look at or look past that part of a person and see, okay, well, he is staying at home, but let me think why he's staying at home. Let me see and talk like, is there Which a reason behind people, that? No, yeah, not many people not, think that way at all. But. Not many people are going to say, well, I wonder, is it just because he's a bum? Or That's always first. If he has a plan. Yeah, <laughs> so, they definitely know he doesn't have a plan. They automatically assume like, oh, he's just yeah. a freeloader. He's looking for someone to move in with. He's not going to bring anything to the table. And there's risk there. You got to think about the yeah. associated so risk. So they look at you like uh, like a, a um, like how a, a, a bank loan would look at you. Is he risky or not? Should we give <laughs> right. him this loan or not? You know, Because uh, you got to think about it. I got to invest time just to figure out which one of those two scenarios it is. Is it even worth that much and that, work? And that brings me to the toxic and, and you know, the idea of most... Most people, they, they don't look at like what's, you know, is there more? Because they go after the man who literally has grown up his whole life saying, I'm going to get the flashy car. I'm going to get the nice house so I can have all the bitches. Mm -hmm. And that's what they say to themselves. 
And there's a lot of men who think like that. They don't say I'm looking for a wife. <laughs> they say <laughs> so I can have all, and they mean that. Oh, so yeah. when they get the flashy car, they're talking to every female they can. They're going to bring them to their nice house. That's why house. they call it a chick magnet. Man, dude. <laughs> and then the, the, the chick is like, oh, you know, they see a future. Like, this can happen. So they give him whatever he wants. And then they find out like, he's a douchebag later. And then they meet the guy who, you know, has $40,000 in the bank that he saved up from one year of staying home with his mom, paid off all his bills, raised his credit score up to close to 800 and they diss him Now they get with the guy Who's all shiny Got the shiny house Shiny car mm-hmm. Bad credit He can't get any more loans He's about to lose the house So he has to move in with her They can't get a house Then they find out That they got married Because she thought He was the shit He's on child support Because he got three other kids And they're taking her check now <laughs> So it's like Yo you know So you You know You never know You know it's like a like like Forrest Gump, you know. Life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're gonna get. Well, I mean, when you think about it, because that kind of is acquiescing into uh, talking about dating. And when you think about as far as that portion of a man, whether if he's at home or not, that comes down to basically how you court. And I think the way we still do dating in this very modern society is still very prehistoric. I, I've Extremely. Heard it, I've heard it somewhere before, but I can't remember where, but it was basically explained like a man is has to be set up in this position. It's like being a hunter. And it's like you're literally trying to hunt prey. Like you, mm-hmm. you're, you get in these things, like you said, the, the fancy car and the big nice house, and you're dangling it out there yeah, as bait. bait. <laughs> like if you would put berries inside of exactly. a trap to catch exactly. a deer or something. Yes. So then they're coming for this bait, and you're like, you're coming from that hunter's mindset. Okay, what am I going to put out here as the bait to get the woman? What's going to draw her in? And it's. It's just kind of weird that you think we would have come further as a society <laughs> within all these millennia. Well, no, we still live in that. And I think we are going to be like that for another 120 oh, yeah. years. Probably more than that, honestly. I think it's still even more understandable than we get it credit because then there's the other side of it to where there's all humans have that innate nature. Like even before we learn anything, you know, you have the instincts to survive and it's just instinctual to want to look for someone that could be strong for security or someone who can be a provider. And in this society, a provider is someone who can provide food, shelter. But what pisses me off about that is, is, you know, I've seen a lot of cases where the man was not, in the best position and the woman supported that man mm-hmm. and now this man has two ortho offices and he is the shit they go on vacation they got several houses around the u.s and she just fucking kicking back drinking wine whatever the fuck she wants. Yeah. she get whatever car she wants she could they she put their kids in school without a struggle but and see, that's she, not the norm she definitely looked past the fact that he couldn't pay for shit on his own, but she saw the potential. Now, most girls today will see the potential and ignore him. You see the memes all the time, you mm-hmm. know, with the black guy versus the light-skinned guy. The light-skinned guy says, hey, how you doing today? Beautiful, just checking on you. And then uh, she's like, Ugh, and she don't ask him, leave him on red. And then the dark-skinned <laughs> nigga with the cucumber said, get your ass up, I know you're fucking up. And she jump up for joy and say, all right, come over, the door is open. That's the society we live in. Yep. <laughs> so, but I mean, that's what it is. You had to have the capacity to be different. You had to be able to take a little risk for where you think you see that potential. 
you had to work forward and basically say, okay, you know what? I'm going to take a little risk because I feel like there's something we could build here. But then the other aspect of that is you had to be able to have the time to be able to put that investment forward because it just with a lot of people who, especially people who have been hurt and different things. Yeah, those are the worst. Yeah, they're like, I don't have time to he, have an investment project. Just to stop you real quick right now, real quick. That was there it. Is because, oh, you were done good. Because <laughs> this is important because the people who were hurt, like I was hurt. This is the biggest problem with hurt people is they always look to blame and they look for justifications and they look for any couple of uh, co- uh, any way to uh, to cope with someone who agrees with them mm-hmm. so that they could feel like they had nothing to do with it when it comes to uh, fuck now I'm jumping to accountability <laughs> and relationships here we go Man. but basically that's They're what they do intertwined. that's what they do is I was hurt because we're not together no more. I thought it was going to work. You don't want me. I'm a disappointment. But then you find the meme that says, love yourself. You don't need to be with anybody else. Work on yourself. Mm-hmm. And you're like, good. I knew I knew I wasn't the problem. And now you're feeling better. But you don't realize the toxicity in it because you think that you're growing. But most of the time when you grow, you're uncomfortable. You're, when you learn something, you struggle. You don't always agree with what you're learning. You always question what you don't understand. So the fact that you're able to agree with something right off the bat should tell you that that is toxic because you have no growth if you're agreeing with something that makes you feel better about yourself for something that didn't work that you were involved in. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, they missed that point. So when I got hurt and I knew I did everything right possible i still came out of situation and looked and said well i did could i could have did this better i could have did that better most people don't do that yeah reflection and i immediately yes and i immediately forgave that person even though after me looking in and i knew for sure that that relationship was going downhill it had nothing to do with me at a certain point i did stop trying because i knew it was over and there was nothing else for me to do they gave up a long time ago, and I was the only one still putting in work. So I felt so bad, but I didn't go out and say, oh, well, I need to work on me, this and that. Mm-hmm. No, it, I don't care how you look at it, man. At the end of the day, and we had this conversation before, is, mm-hmm. fam, you got to play to win. You can't say you're going to win the lottery and you never buy a ticket. Yeah. <laughs> so, you got to be willing to take that step <laughs> yeah, forward. It, just, it is what it is. You have to be with someone to grow. You can't grow by yourself. Yes, you can make yourself better as far as materialistic wise or make yourself stable enough not to break down every time you see someone else happy or someone else hurt. Yes, you could build up your personality and character and work on those flaws here and there. But as far as relationship goes, it's just like when you get a new job. You don't know what you're going into until they tell you. Mm -hmm. So it's like when you meet a new person, if they don't like this brand of cheese and you do, you're going to have to compromise if you want to be with that person. But because of the life that you build based off these memes and something you've seen on the internet, you're going to say that person's not for me because they like this cheese, which is pretty fucked. And that's how a lot of relationships end or don't start because they say, I'm never going to be with a smoker. I don't want to be with somebody who smokes. And then they get with somebody who doesn't smoke and bangs their fucking head through the wall. But I love him. But the guy who smoked was looking for a reason to quit. And then they dis- they pass him 
And then, you know, or the guy who was looking for a reason to move out his mother's house was because he was with someone. They pass him because he doesn't have a house. I mean, those things are what make you the person you are. I think everyone has sort of a spectrum of tolerability. Like it's going to come down to maybe for whatever reason, because not everything you do is sensical. True. But isn't that toxic though, in a sense, if you're not being able to adapt or grow, that something maybe. That's why I said it's not sensible for everybody. But I mean, even like in the middle of that spectrum is where you'll have some flexibility. Like at one end of a spectrum, there's going to be something you absolutely want. At the other end is going to be something that you absolutely under no circumstances will deal with. But when it comes to want, you don't know you like avocado until you try it. So well, you could different. be against it completely the whole time, right? So, you know. <laughs> that comes down to experiences, which that's why I said that's the nonsensical part okay. about it. Because you should only have things placed on the spectrum. By the way, I love avocado. But <laughs> I love avocado as well. But if you haven't experienced it, you know, that should also dictate where it's placed on the spectrum. Like I, as a person, should never say. That of course this is silly, but just for an example, I would never be with somebody who's guard who gardens. Like if you never talk to someone who gardens, you've never experienced gardening for yourself. But there's people like that. But keep yeah, going. There definitely are people like that. But <laughs> because people do it every day, and that's what makes it nonsensical. You shouldn't put yourself in that box. Because there's some women who believe that men shouldn't wash dishes. Yeah, that there are out there, and and that's weird, but. Then that's a whole nother conversation. They get that's mad, gender and, roles. And, and they think that it's feminine if a man does anything that historically a woman done in the past. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is, you know, uh, for you young kids that may be listening, <laughs> you know, if you're not over 30, you don't know, probably don't know this, that back in the day, a housewife job was to do, you know, housework, you know, and that's all the housework you know, while so the man worked. The man didn't, was never to participate in none of that. He was not to cook. He was not to clean. He was to come home. And provide. That was it. You know, he would come home and be cherished and praised for doing all the work he did outside of the home. So basically, some women are still programmed to believe that, yo, you do these type of things, you might be gay. (laughs) Which is definitely not true. At all, but that's that's how some people are programmed to believe. But just to tie up the point, what it comes down to is you shouldn't have something on that end of the spectrum that's I will never stand for this if you haven't experienced it. Like I like as far as something simple like food, I will never eat mushrooms. You should never say that if you never tried a mushroom. But that's just how it's going to be down to some people. And I think that's the part that's nonsensical. But if you try something. But then again, there there are exceptions. That's why this is like there, it's a there, kind there, of a nuanced there conversation. There definitely are. Like exceptions. I would never tell somebody you it. should never say I will never do cocaine until you try it once. Right, like no, right. that's not that's not a good <laughs> idea. Because cocaine is not a for everybody. <laughs> it's, it's not. It's not. 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 It's so not. I mean, it, it it just comes down at the end of the day to the thing you're discussing. But that just kind of it is what it is. It, you have to kind of bring into that conversation some sort of common sense but then at the end of the day that means something different to everybody we talked about that here before common sense ain't always common and definitely it definitely means something to somebody else depending on what you're talking about so well, that's why i say it's gray area it's dead it, a lot of this stuff is not black and white but before we finish up here just to kind of tie the two topics back together how we're talking about relationships and responsibility and when's the right time to leave home 
I think of which something else we discussed here before when we talk about relationships, that's not just romantic relationships. Relationships are all the different relations that you share with all the different people that are in your life in many different forms. So when that comes to leaving so, home. So, so before he finishes the leaving home statement, let me break it down mm-hmm. for you fucked arts. <laughs> what he mean by relationships is you can have a relationship with somebody who you're not fucking. That does not mean you're intimate. That does not mean you're boyfriend, exactly. girlfriend. Plutonic you have relationships. Yes. You, and it doesn't even have to, you can have business relationships. You can have partnerships. They're all relationships. So I don't ever want to hear you dumb fucks say I want a partnership, not a relationship. It's the same fucking exact thing. Exact same thing. There's nothing different from it. Yes, this was inspired from a friend. I saw her post. Yes, she's probably gonna be mad if she heard me say this shit, but I don't give a fuck. But it's true. Yes, you'll probably find your partner one day, but it's going to be a fucking relationship yeah. first before or like when it becomes people talking about moving in yeah. with someone be like, Oh, if I'm splitting bills with my man, well, that's not a relationship. We yeah. roommates. Exactly. So roommates is a relationship. You have to start at relations first exactly before you can build to be anything but yeah go ahead and tie that up with the home so as far as because you even when you think about that as far as the different cultural aspects of when certain people leave home or if they feel like they're able to stay at home longer as far as to be able to get their self right that's not something that can be afforded at every household very, unfortunately very in some true. household you're, a lot of households as soon as you reach 18, that 18 you're over. a contributor <laughs> yes. in that household yes it's time to pay rent <laughs> right, but in other households, which I say it's not always a cultural thing, because I know many people who of all cultures can come back home and just really have that support to be able to get back on your feet. Right. Like I said, at, at different points in my life, jumping around and moving back from different states, like I am lucky enough to be in one of those scenarios where you're able to go back home Same and here. just get on your feet. Yep. Yeah, so, but not everybody has that, and it's just different on a case by case basis. But we're talking about the ones who have that option. Right. The ones who have that option. We think about even when you're talking about a relationship and responsibility, that's between you and your parent. And that's when it comes down to as a parent, what do you feel like your responsibilities are in that relationship? Mm -hmm. I feel like as a parent, when it comes to leaving home, your goal should be to provide that stability for your child. It, it shouldn't be you have to be put out at 18 because now you're grown and you had to provide for yourself. Like a lot of times I hear like if you're 18, if you're not going to school or working, you need to get out. Right. I mean, it's coming from a good place to where you want to see your child be productive because, you know, you're not wanting to support someone who doesn't want to do anything positive in their right. life. Which is the most... Uh, how should I say this? But this is the most, inter- I'll just say the most entertained topic is if you're not uh, doing nothing, uh, going to school or working, you can't be here. Mm-hmm. That is the topic that is heard the most throughout, you know, uh, when it comes to like women wanting to date men, mm-hmm. that's what they automatically believe because they know, parents know that if I let my child stay here, not work and not go to school, They'll get too comfortable. They're, they know yeah. that they can do this and not do nothing. And I'm going to take care of them because they're my child. And that's how people always right. look at like it. Right, like I'm rewarding yeah. that behavior. Yeah, exactly. They never look at it any other type of way at all, right. except that that's what it is. So, but yeah. 
Like that always comes before just making somebody's okay, making sure they're okay. Like, you know, it might be a mental health thing. Maybe they suffer from depression. It could be, it could branch off into all sorts of things. Now that doesn't mean you should just allow it to happen. But again, going back to responsibility and relationships, these are people that you're building relationships with and you should care about their well-being. Definitely. And that. From both sides, that well-being means making sure they're okay, making sure you can help out how you can, but at the same time, making sure that you're not doing everything for them so that you're serving as a crutch. So it's, you know, you got to kind of find that happy medium. Very true. Um, I think this might be a first boys to bruh podcast, man. We actually talk about something like growing up. (laughs) We did some real preaching this episode, man. (laughs) But I mean, it's it's true, though. I mean, like, honestly, man, like, because you you, you don't want to be sitting there later in life trying to figure out, like, you know, why this didn't happen for me. I thought, you know, just once you move that, everything falls into place because that's, oh, that's another toxic thing. People say a lot. It ain't right. Everything should just work. It should just fall into place. But they always look at the end goal, mm-hmm. which is the falling in place part. And not the journey. They don't realize the stuff that falls into play is the stuff that you worked for through whatever partnership or relationships you were in that falls oh into. God. Oh, man, dude, they don't and real know. real quick, <laughs> when we were talking about the man living at home and their relationships, that's a part of that mentality because uh, everyone wants the perfect person at dude, the beginning. Dude. You want the end goal yep. from the start line. Yep. And that's and just not how it works. Not at all. Not one story is like that. And anything you see on TV with the Kardashians, let me stop because they're bad <laughs> examples. But <laughs> terrible examples. <laughs> don't get me on my soapbox. Uh, but yeah, like that shit that you see, man, that perfect shit, man, Dude, you always hear the saying, man, the green is not always green on the other side. Nope. It is definitely not. Yeah. Grass is not greener. Everybody has their own shit. You may not know it, but trust me, it's there. Nice. So how was your uh, Mother's Day weekend? It was actually really dope. Um, a little scary, I will say, because, uh-huh. you know, uh, we always talk about people who aren't trying to take the right precautions. And unfortunately, my family <laughs> is not exempt. You know, I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to wear my mask and where I'm going to sit on the couch to six feet away. And, you know, it's going to be me, mom, granny, and my They girl. plop right next to you. First, then that's how it started out. And that's nowhere near the worst. They will plop right next to you. And I'm like, all right, granny, you know, no hugs. They're going to they gonna get their hug. You can't tell them no different. But the worst part, I'm just like, all right, we're going to have a little dinner. And then we're going to keep our distance. And I'm going to go back home. That little dinner turned into like a thanksgiving oh my god it was like 12 people at the house so like 10 maybe but then grandma was like we're still under the the recommended 12 gathering i'm like but we're in a super small space just (laughs) breathing in recycling it's not like we're in this space and we're all in different rooms everybody's in the living room talking and only me and my fiance were wearing masks. So I'm like, Jeez. it's children here, it's elderly people here. But other than that, yeah, if, if it was just a normal non quarantine life, perfect Mother's Day. It's beautiful. Nice, nice. Weather yeah. was nice. Activities were nice. I, I worked most of it, but I did, I, I, as I, I worked those uh, 14 hours that day. <laughs> It, 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 it still turned out all right and you know i gave my mom's a couple bucks and uh, she was happy with that yeah um i mean we probably would have preferred to go out somewhere but right got some grub it, it, it was nice though man uh, yeah man so appreciate you man 
Yeah, most definitely. I think we had um, a very good show. I hope you guys agree. Well, this has been Boys to Brunt Podcast. You can find us at all the platforms. I had a, a brain fart there, uh, except YouTube. YouTube coming soon at B O I S T O B R U H. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Follow us there. Hey, follow us. Definitely let us know about some topics if you like. We'll definitely discuss them. Um, yeah. Appreciate you. Yeah. Hope you guys have a good day. Signing out. Peace. Like, subscribe, so comment. What you always say. <laughs> like, comment, subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> what?